turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Where's Hunter? That's a question you don't hear asked very often. The media, except for Fox, New York Post, Newsmax, uh, OANN, maybe, uh, did a nice job of ignoring the story of the big guy's son during the campaign. And that was pathetic, if not only because it showed a ridiculous level of bias and a willingness to dis, uh, to dishonestly affect the election, but also because it was a great story. I mean, it just was a story that any decent media person would want to be all over. International intrigue, drugs, uh, sex, corruption, and the media's lack of curiosity or interest in it really made them look bad. Of course, we know that if Hunter Biden had been uh, the son of a Republican candidate uh, for president, things would have been much different, would have been the number one story every night on CNN and MSNBC. Uh, and not to mention uh, ABC, CBS, and NBC Nightly News would have had it as the top story. And that's not an exaggeration. But it barely got mentioned um, during the campaign. And there were polls done after the election that showed that a huge percentage of people who voted for the big guy, who got that nickname, by the way, from Hunter, and they said that uh, they weren't aware of the story. And about a third of those people said that if they had known uh, it, they would not have voted for Biden which means if Hunter's story had gotten the exposure that it deserved, the big guy would be wandering around his house in Delaware now instead of wandering around the White House. But the story is about to be told now by some people who are really good at telling stories. We spent a lot of time here uh, talking about Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. It was the movie about uh, Kermit Gosnell, an abortion doctor, and a butcher, by the way, who made a habit of killing born-alive babies to an unbelievable degree and just in massive numbers. That's another story that was ignored by the media, by the way. It ended up being a great movie and getting a lot of exposure. It was even shown at the White House. Uh, my son, Hunter, probably won't be shown there. Uh, the making of the movie should be a great story, and we'll pay close attention to that here uh, and, uh, as it goes along. And when we come back right now, I'm going to talk to Ann McElhenney, she might even tell you how you can be in the movie. Stick around. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, 
weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest-free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest-free goes to work, keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair dinkum. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's go pestfree.com promo code P-E-N go pestfree.com promo code PEN don't spray and regret plug in and forget warning listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity the John Steigerwald show on AM 1250 the answer Hunter Biden is coming soon to a theater near you that's of course assuming theater still exists when this uh COVID hysteria ends. As I said earlier, the media did a good job of making sure as many people as possible didn't hear Hunter Biden's story. Uh, Ann McElhenney and Felon McAleer uh, are about to change that. They're co-producers of a movie called My Son Hunter, The Family Comes First. And Ann joins us now. Thanks for being here, Ann. It's great to join you again, John. How are you? 
Good, good. Uh, am I pronouncing your husband's name correctly? McAleer. No, it sounded good. McAleer and I'm McElhenney. I think you got it. I think you got it. You got it good. I'm good. Okay, McElhenney and McAleer. That's a good team. Um, so you. how <laughs> how long has this uh, this project been in the works? So, well, we just announced uh, the crowdfunding campaign today. We've been working on this for the last few months. So we have a writer working on the screenplay, which should be finished by the end of the month. And, you know, we've been doing research and working out storylines and talking to people and seeing what people think in terms of interest. People are really interested in this story. People are very angry that this story was not reported. I mean, the reason we're making this movie is because journalists didn't do their job, CNN, NBC, they buried this story. And great organizations like the New York Post, you know, had had this story, but it was suppressed by Twitter, by Facebook. You know, they were banned on Twitter. So we're going to do the job that journalists, you know, that liberal journalists just won't do and tell this extraordinary story of this boy, of this man, Hunter Biden, but also of this family. And also, this is really a movie about the, about the media. This really is a movie about the Biden family, but it's also just as much about, about the media. And you know what's interesting? And I think the last time you and I talked, we were, you know, I made the, the Gosnell movie and wrote the Gosnell book. And that was another case where the media didn't report on this massive story, incredibly important story, and, you know, we came in and made this movie so that millions and millions of people have found out about Go- Kermit Gosnell, uh, who otherwise wouldn't have. And that's going to be the same here. This movie is going to be available online for free for everyone. So um, it's going to be a huge audience of people. And we're basically crowdfunding. We're asking the public to help us crowdfund in the same way they did for Gosnell. And they can go right now to mysonhunter.com, mysonhunter.com. And actually, we started the campaign this morning. We're looking for $2.5 million. We've already got a quarter of a million dollars, and we only wow. started this morning. Yeah, yeah, people, people are responding. So, uh, so you're not expecting a lot of help from Hollywood, are you? Not really. Not so much. No, um, but it's interesting, actually. Hunter Biden is living in my neighborhood. I live out in Los Angeles. I live in Venice and he's living here on the Venice canals. And, you know, for your for your listeners, I'm sure they're very educated on Hunter Biden. But I've been surprised by the, the details people don't know. You know, here's a guy who and in my way, you know, he had an addiction problem. Um, which, you know, that this isn't going to be a movie that, you know, is pointing fingers at people with addiction problems. It's a real issue. However, what's, what's unusual here is you have a, a man with an addiction problem, a very serious addiction problem, who got a dispensation to go to the Navy and lasted not even a full day because he tested positive for cocaine and then came up with a really lame excuse. Here's a guy who got a stripper pregnant, denied paternity, and then when, when he was hauled into court and had to account for himself and was proved to be the father, has never met the child, the grandfather of that child, who is the president of the United States, has never met that child. Here's a guy who goes to rehab, and as he's walking into a rehab facility, meets a homeless woman called Bicycles, because she always had a bicycle. And because he just found her so interesting, instead of going to rehab, he lived with her for three months. And here's the really odd thing that of all the people in all the parts of the world who are super, super qualified 
to sit on the board of an energy company in the Ukraine after they did a worldwide search. That's the guy that they chose to put on their board. And your audience are very smart and very clever, and they've been out and about in the world. And do they smell something rotten here? What was the reason that this extremely unsuitable man would be given this job at $50,000 a month, if you don't mind. And what was it that made the mayor of Moscow's wife, what made her give this guy $3 million? And what made a Chinese businessman give this guy an $85,000 engagement ring, a diamond ring? And what was it that made another Chinese businessman give the Biden family, other members of the Biden family, including, including Hunter, $100,000 for a shopping spree. You know, we're yeah. not, you know, what's the expression in Ireland? You know, I didn't come down in the last shower, you know. Um, you know, we've all been out and about in the world. And it's, right. you know, this is stretching. This is deeply disturbing. And I, I'm not even getting into half of the stuff here. This is deeply disturbing. It's a story that's not known. But I'll tell you one thing. By the time we're finished, everyone is going to know about the Biden family. And everyone is going to know about all the news organizations that wouldn't report this. Now, let me ask you a couple things here. First, did I hear you say it's going to be free uh, for people to watch on the Internet? Yes. How does that work? We're going to... Well, we're going to put it, well, so we're raising the money on, online from people. We are a 501c3. We're a charity. Mm-hmm. People who mm-hmm. donate to us can write it off against their taxes. And we're going to just put this movie up on YouTube, on the internet. If it's taken down off YouTube, we'll put it up on our own website. Um, and we will make it available to the whole world so that everyone can see this. And this is, a, this is going to be a proper movie. We're going to shoot it in, in Serbia in the summer. Um, And we already have an actor who's very interested in playing the part of Hunter Biden. Um, And some of your audience will know the name Lawrence Fox. Um, He's a guy who played Lewis in the British TV detective show, Lewis. Um, And he he played Lewis's sidekick. But maybe more your audience might know from the Netflix series, Victoria, he played Lord Palmerston. He has played Lord Palmerston. He's a, you know, he's a Roy, you know, he's a very uh, classically trained actor, um, really brilliant and looks an awful lot, actually, like Hunter. The one complicated factor is that Lawrence Fox is actually also running for mayor of London right now. Um, But, you know, watch this, watch this space. But we've talked to a number of actors and a lot of people are very interested in being in this movie. I mean, this is going to be, you know, in a way, unlike the Gosnell movie, which is a very tough, tough story. This is going to be, you know, in some ways very absurd, very funny, but funny and, and true, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's almost like it's like Austin Powers meets King Lear, you know, meets, um, you know, the West Wing or whatever. You know, this is what this is what we're looking at here. It's like House of Cards. It's a version of that. And it'll be I mean, this guy spent a lot of time in strip clubs. He had a lot of girlfriends. Um, you know, very unusual behavior and a lot of very unusual things happen to this guy uh, that should that that raise eyebrows at the very, very least. It sounds like a uh, uh, for a screenwriter, a movie that uh, is um, it's a dream story, but it's also I mean, it's going to be hard to just 
put all what you what what you just described into you could make a you could make a, a fifteen part series on what you just described. How do you get that into well, a two hour movie? Isn't that isn't that the truth? Exactly, exactly. Well, we've got a great screenwriter working on the story, and it should be the screenplay should be finished by the end of March, um, and that's when it starts getting interesting, talking uh, in more detail, more granularly to to the actors. But um, I think we will for sure, and as I said, we're going to shoot in Serbia. Um, and we will be for sure there'll be quite a number of strippers probably involved um, because this is, you know, the kind of life that this man led. Um, and, you know, and it, as I said, I think one of the more, the more shocking parts of this whole story, I mean, it's, it's all shocking, but the media malpractice here is, is, is very, very disturbing mm-hmm. um, and almost like, I mean, it almost feels totalitarian, you know. It's the kind of thing you would read of in, you know, in Stalin, you know, or China, you know, the story of, an, of a leader, of a political leader, just gets completely buried because of the fact that it, you know, um, reveals corruption um, or points to corruption. And that's very clear here. Um, and it's, uh, you know, you know uh, what, what is it? Democracy dies in the dark. Yeah, right. You know, that's what the Washington Post say. But you know what? Um, uh, there's a lot of darkness when it comes to the Washington Post and CNN and New York Times. And we're going to be giving a lot of enlightenment, a lot of, we're going to be shining a big, bright light in the faces of all those journalists who just wouldn't do their job because they were so in the tank for the Bidens. And I would guess that you are, and we're talking to Anne McElhaney. She's the uh, co-producer of a movie that's going to be coming out called My Son Hunter. The Family Comes First. It's about our boy Hunter Biden. Um, it, it's 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 a not something that uh, the media are going to like, and, and uh, you're not going to be able to count on a whole lot of support from them, are you, for, for, to, get, no. uh, to promote no. it? Uh, but you don't care, no. do you? And, but you know what? We, we don't care. And that, by the way, this kind of, this is, you know, we, we have a 501c3. We have a charity, um, and it's called the Unreported Story Society, the Unreported Story Society, and basically exactly what it sounds like. These are stories that aren't reported, and that's what we do. That's the job we do. And yes, we're very unpopular among, you know, the, the elite at the New York Times and the Washington Post, but it's never stopped us. You know, we raised $2.3 million for the Gosnell movie. The movie is watched by more than a million people so far. You know, we sold a book that was, or the book on, the Gosnell, on Gosnell was sold out within three days and was number three on the bestseller list on Amazon in every category. So we're quite good at getting stories out that people are trying to suppress. And we're always good at finding new ways of doing that. Um, and it's important because there's something deeply disturbing about the world that we're living in right now, where the media is so biased, so has so lacking in accountability, so unable to live up to the very standards that they've set for themselves or supposed to set for themselves. And so, you know, we're stepping into a place. I mean, we would not be making this movie if the New York Times knew how to be, how to do journalism. If the Mm -hmm. Washington Post did journalism, if CNN did journalism, we wouldn't because everyone would say, when you'd say this, people would say, oh, I know all about that. I know about bicycles. I know about the fact that he got $50,000. And the truth is that the Media Research Center did polling and found that among people who voted for Joe Biden, 17% said they, would, 17% said they would change their, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden if they'd known this story. They wouldn't, not that they'd have voted, voted for Trump, 
but they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden. And that would have 100 percent turned the election. That's why yeah. we're asking people right now to go to mysonhunter.com and just give what you can. The, uh, the littlest amount makes a huge difference. As I said, already we've raised a quarter of a million dollars today. So um, we're, you know, it's, it's exciting. And, and, and it, this is important work. And I think we're really realizing today, we're getting a lot of, a lot of people calling, a lot of people are donating. And it, it kind of proves the point in a way that people really understand the importance of doing this kind of work. But this is a, this is a movie with a, a cause behind it, but it's also a story that is just, uh, it's, it's, it's made to be a movie. I mean, it's it's a yes. tremendous story. Uh, all the factors, just even if you take the media out of it and just tell the story of this guy, all the things that you described that 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 I know that he did, and most of the people listening to this show are aware of. But as you said, lots of people aren't. Uh, and now this guy's father is the president of the United States. So I mean, yeah. it would be different if, if Biden had lost that. You know, people probably would have forgotten about all this. But now that's right. The big guy. You know. No. No. That's right. The big guy. And I mean, you know, there's emails approving, you know, where, where Hunter Biden has talked about cutting, cutting 10 percent for the big guy. And everyone's identifying the big guy as Joe Biden. So, you know, this is this is an incredibly significant story, you know, um, and, and really needs to be told because, you know, because there has been no accountability, because the Bidens haven't had to account for this, because they haven't had the scrutiny. I mean, we're, I just read just now before I came on the on the call with you, I've just read the Joe Biden has now set a date for his first press conference, uh, the longest period of time in, I think, in American history for an yeah, American president to have been president and not given a press conference. So, you know, he doesn't like answering questions. Um, and I mean, obviously, there's a number of reasons for that. But I think one of the biggest reasons he doesn't like answering questions is there's some really awkward questions that need to be asked of him that have not been asked um, and that the media are refusing to ask. And I'll tell you one thing, we'll be asking those questions through this movie um, and it'll be entertaining. I mean, it'll be very entertaining. This is a kind of a, it's a Shakespearean tale. I mean, you know, uh, Hunter Biden had a brother, as everyone knows, Bo Biden, who very tragically died young um, mm -hmm. and uh, of cancer. But I mean, what was interesting there is, is there is this very strong sense in which, you know, he was the, he was the, the, the golden haired boy, they call him in Ireland, the white haired boy. He was the, the star guy. And, you know, in some ways, there's a kind of a sense that Hunter Biden is always trying to play catch up and do whatever he can to get in his father's good graces. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a, it's very questionable the way that it's all happened. You know, people like the mayor of Moscow's wife, she's not handing three million dollars over to a random person for no reason. There's reasons for doing this. There's a reason why a Chinese businessman would give this man, Hunter Biden, a diamond ring. There, there's a reason for it. And it's not the intrinsic worth of Hunter Biden as, as a business guru. You know, this is a guy with very serious, you know, drug problems. This is not a guy you want on the board of your, of your energy company where you have, no. you know, major issues to deal with, major real world grown up stuff to do. This is not the guy you want to get advice from. He has no advice to give. So, and your yeah. listeners know very well what he does have to give. Hey, hey Ann, I'm, I'm, I've less than a minute. I, real quick, I wanted to uh, tell people again how they can help with the funding. Thank you so much. Yeah, if they could go right now to mysonhunter.com. It's mysonhunter.com. And give what you can. We are so appreciative. And I hope we get to talk again 
um, at the next milestone. So it's mysonhunter.com. Thanks so much. Yeah. And I said the, the, the making of this movie, as I said at the beginning of the show, is an interesting story, and I want to stay on top of that. So anytime you uh, have any breaking news on that front, uh, give us a call. We'll put you on. I, I want to follow this. It's a great project. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the call to this morning and, and getting on the show today. Thanks, John. Okay, thank you. That's Ann McElhenney. She is the co-producer of a movie called My Son Hunter, The Family Comes First, coming soon to an Internet near you. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and members of the administration touring the country to raise hopes over his $1.9 trillion relief package. The president will head to Pennsylvania today to highlight the benefits of the plan, specifically focusing on aid for small businesses. The Biden administration's head of Homeland Security is defending a policy of allowing unaccompanied children crossing the southwest border to remain in the U.S. while quickly expelling most single adults and families. Americans spent less last month, partly due to bad weather in parts of the country. The Commerce Department says retail sales fell a seasonally adjusted 3% in February from the month before. On Wall Street, stocks finishing mixed. The Dow lost 127 points today. The Nasdaq gained nearly a dozen. The S&P 500 dropped six. This is SRN News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. A lot of towns have a river. Some have two. But nobody has three. Nobody but us. We're Pittsburgh, the city of bridges. 466 bridges. The most in the world. Take that, Venice. We're a renaissance city that refuses to say die. Might as well say we invented ketchup. But the best thing about this town is the neighborhood. The best friend or neighbor you ever had lives right down the block. Great people. That's what makes Pittsburgh what it is. And you have a station that gets that. AM 1250. The answer. These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support just a click away. To End Addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months 
months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. WQ23CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Big backup on the Parkway North. Jammed up Cemetery Lane to past 19. It's an accident blocking two left lanes. It is really solid through there. On the inbound Parkway uh, East, we're seeing some minor delays into the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound also slowing, making your way up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West congested inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Jerome Street Bridge, that is under construction down to one lane. We're looking pretty good right now on 28. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 38. It'll be milder tomorrow. Cloudy skies for the morning hours, then times of clouds and sun in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 63. Tomorrow night, increasing clouds, periods of rain late with a low of 47. For Thursday, cooler with rain becoming breezy in the afternoon. Thursday will reach a high of 55. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Hold on to your wallet. Uh, maybe you're expecting your stimulus uh, money any day now, but it won't mean much after the big guy gets through with you. Taxes are going up. So is the debt. So are the costs of uh, just about everything. And the states are going to be getting lots of money from the feds, which isn't good news, according to Adam Michel. He's a senior policy analyst at the Heritage Foundation. He's also an expert on tax policy and the federal budget. He joins us now. Adam, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So um, so Joe Biden uh, is about to announce, if he hasn't already, the uh, the first federal tax increase uh, since 1993 to pay for the $1.9 trillion bailout. Um, lots of money is coming to the states out of that. Why is that a bad thing? Well, one of the pieces of this $2 trillion uh, so-called stimulus bill is uh, more than $350 billion of funds that are going directly to the state. This is an additional addition to money for, for school reopenings and uh, a college bailout. And the money has some really worrying strings attached. It actually prevents any state that takes the money from cutting net tax revenue um, over the next couple of years, possibly through 2024. And this is sort of adding insult to injury where most states don't even need this money. So the federal government is uh, sort of baiting states into taking this money they don't need uh, and then will tie their hands uh, further down the road for governors that might want to have a more pro-growth tax environment in their state as a offset to the terrible policy we're going to see coming out of Washington. So, so what will the states that don't need it uh, do with the money? What are some of the bad things they might do? That's the uh, that's that's the question that's out there. Is uh, there's just so much money um, uh, that's being pumped out the door right now? It's really a question of whether or not the states will be able to spend all this money uh, before that 2024 deadline. 
some of the authorized uses is our infrastructure spending uh, on, on broadband and water and sewer. Uh, it's, it's there to backfill revenue shortfalls that states have. But uh, as, as I said, 23 states actually experienced increases in revenue compared to 2019. Uh, and this money that's being sent is uh, more than 116, 116 times uh, that sort of average state revenue shortfalls. Um, and so the, I think the worst thing states could do is just shovel the money out the door like the federal government is uh, by sending checks to, to sort of every person in their state, uh, regardless of whether or not they need it, or setting up long-term programs that would uh, then require new taxes in the future once the federal money um, dries up. And so uh, taking this money will also mean, as you write uh, at the Daily Signal, uh, uh, there's giving up uh, power to the federal government, correct? Uh, Yes, that's exactly exactly right. uh, If a state takes this money, there's some uh, pretty all-encompassing language included in the bill that uh, basically says that you take the money, you can't uh, do any sort of tax reform uh, through 2024 that would reduce net revenue. So if a state takes this money and, uh, and maybe funds it, uses it to replenish the rainy day fund or, um, or put it into the uni- uh, their uh, unemployment trust fund so the taxes don't have to go up in the future, um, they could be violating uh, the, these rules and, and then the federal government could claw this money back. Um, and prohibit them from cutting other taxes um, in the future. And so the best case scenario is gov- governors simply don't take this money. Most government, most state governments don't need it in the first place. There's already been uh, over $300 billion sent to the states already. Um, th- this money is, is really just uh, this sort of uh, Pelosi and Schumer dangling, um, uh, dangling money in front of governors' noses um, in hopes they'll take it and then trying to micromanage their finances from Washington. Yeah, now, I know you can't get inside the heads of people like uh, Pelosi and Schumer, but is this, uh, do you believe anyway that this is part of the plan, that, hey, we give these uh, guys the money and then we start calling the shots, or does it, is it just, they're just so, um, so thrilled with just spending money that they don't think about it that much, or, or is it part of a nefarious plot on the part of the, feds to take power away i think it's it's probably a little a little bit of of all of that i think it, it's the mm-hmm. most interesting piece is that the, that they've and they actually recognize through this provision that states don't need the money the the sort of left wing of the democratic party was concerned that they're sending too much money to to republican states who will then use it to make their tax codes um, uh, more pro-growth and more business-friendly and allow more American families to keep more of their, their hard-earned dollars. And they, and they don't like that world. And so they're sort of admitting that states don't need the money, but then by, by saying uh, these are the things you can't use the money on um, that go above and beyond any sort of actual response to the pandemic. It's sort of showing their hand that, that this is really just about um, spending as, as much as humanly possible uh, and and expanding the size of the government when we're in crisis, because it, they know that once you expand the size and scope of government, it's that much harder to roll it back, uh, and and that's what we're sort of seeing play out right now. Uh, here in Pennsylvania, it just came out uh, yesterday, I think, or today, uh, that the governor has said that he wants to eliminate 
the gas tax in Pennsylvania, which happens to be the highest in the country, at 70 cents, 77 cents a gallon, and he says that it's, uh, it's not, it's, it's not um, sufficient. It's not efficient, I guess, is the number anymore. Uh, they need to think of better ways to raise money. Um, do you think any of that is tied in with uh, any, that idea might be tied in with the money he knows he's getting from the feds? Well, if, uh, depending on how the sort of regulations are written, he might not be able to do that uh, for the next several years if Pennsylvania ends up taking uh, this money that's just been authorized. It's, by taking this money, you could actually tie your, the state's hands and they wouldn't be able to eliminate uh, destructive taxes like the, the gas tax or, or any, any, any other um, source of revenue that, that, that the that state legislators might want to target. Um, so I think that there is, that's exactly the problem is um, if states will not be able to make these sort of independent fiscal decisions um, if, if these rules are, are strictly enforced by the Biden Treasury. So if a, gov- if, a, if a Republican were to be an uh, elected governor and decide he wanted to have across-the-board tax cuts, um, if, this, if once they take this money, a Republican coming in a couple years from now, would be, his hands would be tied. His hands would be, yeah, potentially be tied through 2024 when this sort of money has to be um, uh, spent by. And so that's, that's exactly right. A government now can still tie the hands of, um, a governor now could tie the hands of a governor in a year or two uh, if if they take this money and and uh, and and it starts being spent. It means that that you would owe all that money back to the federal government if you then reduced um, overall tax burdens. We're talking to Adam Michelle. He's a senior policy analyst at the uh, at the Heritage Foundation who focuses on budgets and tax policy. Um, Adam, I, I don't. I, you study this stuff. Uh, I'm just a, 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 a radio host over here. I don't. I don't. It just doesn't seem to me that state governments make a habit of not taking money when the feds offer it. So that's, the chances uh, of that that's happening exactly are not the problem. good. We 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 saw this same thing play out um, after the 2009 Obama stimulus. Um, several governors said um, we're not going to take the money, and then ended up caving to it. Uh, taking the money uh, down uh, a couple months later when liberal uh, uh, governors and li- uh, other liberal um, uh, leader, state leader, local leaders, um, uh, mayors and, and, and whatnot were saying, Don't, well, he's not going to take it. Send it to us. Um, it's, it's quote unquote free money. Uh, and so that's the difficult political dynamic that that will play out. And so um, the the danger is every state will sort of get tripped up by by these rules and uh, could make pro-growth um, uh, tax cuts or tax reforms uh, for the next couple of years that much more challenging. And I think adding insult to injury, the, the states tend to take this money and spend it on things that increase the total, the, the sort of baseline budget of the state. We saw this uh, after the 2009 stimulus as well. Uh, and it's actually been found that every dollar of additional federal spending, um, like the spending we're talking about now, ultimately leads to 40 cents of state tax increases a couple of years down the road because the state will use that money to um, increase their infrastructure budget, to expand their school budget, to do all these other things. And then when the federal money runs out, 
they, the political pressure is so strong um, that they can't reduce those overall spending levels, and then they have to increase taxes to, uh, to make up the dis- difference. And that's, uh, I think, the, the, the real danger in the long run. So let me see if I have this straight, Adam. Uh, the federal government's going to take my money <clears throat> and then give it to my state, and my, and my state is going to take that money and eventually uh, decide that since they took the money, they need to take more of my money than they were taking when they took the federal money. This, this is what's going to happen. That sounds like government in action to me. Yeah, I think it's 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 one one worse than that. They're they're not actually taking your money. They're taking your children and your grand and your children's no. children's money uh, yeah, by yeah. by simply just running up large deficits and debt and and digging the hole the fiscal hole we have in here here in Washington uh, deeper and deeper. It's amazing, and uh, I don't think mo- very few people are going to be aware of that happening. Uh, most people don't pay much attention at all, and the people who do pay attention will probably just say, hey, Pennsylvania got X billions of dollars, and boy, that's good for us. And that's going to be the reaction of most people. You're exactly right, and that story is playing out sort of all across this $2 trillion spending bill. The the number of things that this bill touches and does, there's too many of them for any one person to wrap their minds around uh, and and so we en- end up throwing up our hands and, and these things sort of slide under the radar. I mean, built into this bill is the second largest uh, expansion of the of the means to, of the welfare state um, in in American history. Obamacare is the only other one that, that that's larger. Uh, and, and that's just sort of one another another example of the things that are slipped into this bill that have nothing to do with pandemic response, have nothing to do with testing or vaccines. Um, but are are fully just a um, using a political opportunity to um, push the federal government m- m- larger and more leftward. So, um, what the, the idea is that this this is supposed to help uh, states recover from the the lockdowns and the economic disaster as a result of the COVID hysteria. But what you're saying is that what the federal government is actually doing is making it harder for the states to recover from the COVID hysteria that they imposed. Uh, that's, the ex- that, that's, exa- that's exactly right. This is uh, the federal government essentially subsidizing those states that have the harshest lockdown orders. One of the ways that this money, that, that the state bailout money is targeted, is a larger portion of it goes to states with higher uh, unemployment rates. And the states with higher unemployment rates are those states that are uh, that had more severe lockdowns or are still locked down and not letting economies uh, fully come back. And so this is the federal government making it easier for the Californias and uh, the New Yorks of the world to to stay locked down and continue to keep economic restrictions on, on people. And the federal government is sort of bail- is bailing them out of those, uh, those mistakes. So what should the states do with the money, Adam? If they write me a I mean, check, as we said, what I, I do the, the first thing the state should do is, is say no to the money and just re- return it to the federal government. Uh, but mm-hmm. the political That's dynamic we discussed earlier, where they're going to sort of they're, politically, it'll be difficult to turn the money down. We'll have to wait and see what Treasury allows them to do with the money. But if they can use it to refill rainy day funds, replenish unemployment trust funds, pay down bonded debt, 
without expanding new obligations. These are all things that would be okay uses uh, of the money if it's taken, but they certainly shouldn't spend it on, on anything new that's expanding the baseline budget. And I'm guessing that they're going to do exactly the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way things go, isn't it? Yeah, the, the temptation is always to, uh, to, to spend it on high-profile um, uh, benefits and projects that, we can, that politici- politicians can point to today. Uh, and they know that, that they can get that political win um, when it's being all paid for tomorrow by, um, by our children and, and our grandchildren. Hey, Adam, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Okay, that's Adam. That's Adam Michelle of the Heritage Foundation, and we'll be right back. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. Few moments bring you joy like opening your inbox after you've done your taxes, clicking the subject line, and reading that one email you've been waiting for. So, what? Someone already filed my return? During tax season, your personal info, like your name or social security number, is all right there on your tax forms, possibly getting emailed and shared more than usual. And that could leave you exposed to identity thieves. Good thing LifeLock monitors your personal info, alerts you to possible suspicious activity, and if you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock helps you keep what's yours. Join today and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART for 25% off at LifeLock.com. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA, and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen size premium my pillow for twenty nine ninety eight. That's regularly sixty nine ninety eight. That's a forty dollar savings. Kings are only five dollars more. All my pillow products come with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800 716 
8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We just passed the uh, one-year anniversary of... It was yesterday, the day before, I forget, uh, of uh, 15 days to flatten the curve. And the President of the United States, the big guy, is now saying that we should wear masks. Everybody should wear a mask until everybody is vaccinated. Are you ready for that? Every person in America gets vaccinated before you can take off your masks. Now, Joe Biden, as far as I understand, if I, was, if I remember correctly, he was vaccinated before he was inaugurated, okay? Uh, then he might have been vaccinated again after he became president. I, but, it, you know, he had, the, he had the second shot after. I don't know. But it, he got his first shot something like January 11th, I think it was. And then he, you know, got the second one after he was inaugurated. And he wears a mask already everywhere. Did you see him the other night when he when he did his speech? He came walking down the hall toward the podium there, and he was wearing a mask. Now, it's a great shot. They, we, you know, the famous shot that they always show when the president comes down for a, an address to the country, and he was wearing a mask. He's in the hallway by himself. There's nobody around him. He's been vaccinated. He had the shot. He's not going to die. He's not going to get the disease. He's probably not going to give it to anybody else. Um, and he's wearing a mask. And now he says that he's, ask, he's asking people to wear a mask um, until everybody is vaccinated, which could be another six months. He said uh, he was asked um, if, uh, if, if President Trump, former President Trump, should be promoting the vaccine among his followers. And he said, the thing that has more impact than anything Trump would say to the MAGA folks is that the local doctor, uh, what the local preachers and what the local people in the community say. And then he said, so I urge, I urge all local docs and ministers and priests and everybody to talk about why, why it's important to get it, to get that vaccine. And even after that, until everyone is in fact vaccinated to wear this mask. He's, he has that mask with him. He was vaccinated. Why do I want to get a shot if I still have to wear the stupid mask, possibly for another four or five months? What, 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 how much more stupidity can we get from government people? Wear a mask until every human being in the United States has a vaccination. 
Oh, boy, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.